Hey mamas, you are listening to the Motherhood is Ghetto podcast. We all know motherhood can be a beautiful thing, but girl, it can also be ghetto. Join me as we discuss some of the best and worst parts of being a mom raising kids, all while trying to figure out this thing called life. This ghetto is a safe space, mamas. So welcome to the hood. Hey mamas, welcome back to another episode of Motherhood is Ghetto. My name is Joy and how y'all doing out there? <laughs> if y'all doing all right, say amen. Um, it's been a minute. I missed y'all. Um, I really need to stop taking long extended breaks with my podcast. Um, but I'm getting better at it. And I've, I made a commitment to myself this month that I was going to do three episodes this month and try to keep that momentum. I ain't going to make any promises because, you know, life be lifing sometimes, but I'm going to do my best. So, uh, but anyways, I'm glad to be here with you guys today. Thank you for tuning in. Um, today I did have an episode topic in mind, but I think I just want to chill with y'all for a minute and just rap a little bit about life lately and motherhood. Um, so we're just going to do that. <laughs> we're just going to do that. Um, first things first, if you haven't already gotten a copy of the motherhood is ghetto self-care journal for mothers, I highly recommend that you do. Um, (laughs) it is the best motherhood journal on the market right now, period. Okay. In my personal opinion. So I will link uh, the link, the Amazon link to it in the show notes, uh, because it is only available on Amazon. So, um, yeah, if you haven't already, go ahead and treat yourself and get that journal. Um, second thing is, um, I don't know. I just been, I just been living, living life, living my life, uh, at this point. Um, Let's see, just to catch you guys up, uh, kids are back in school. So as you know, kids are going back to school. My kids went back to school last month in August. Um, And so far, the year is off to a good start. Went to all the open houses, met all the teachers, and whoop-de-woo. So, so far, the school year is off to a great start. Um... Uh, Genesis is in the seventh grade, so she's got her little group of friends and she's enjoying middle school very much. Um, my, my boys are still in elementary school. Um, Solomon is now in the fifth grade and this year is the first year that he is spending the majority of his time in general education classes. Um, as you guys know, Solomon is autistic and he has been in school since the age of three. 
And every school he's gone to in every grade, he's been in a controlled type classroom setting where there's a teacher and an aide. There's only like a maximum of like eight other students. Um, and he gets very individualized personal instruction and it, and attention and stuff uh, for his learning and development and all that good stuff. And then also too, he had... Um, Lots of like pull out sessions for speech therapy, uh, occupational therapy, behavioral therapy, stuff like that. Um, so it was always our goal, you know, to empower him and take advantage and utilize all the resources that we had available to us, you know, to get him to a point where. You know, he can learn and be educated, you know, on his own without, you know, having to be in a controlled type classroom. And as he started to get older and get smarter, um, <laughs> he he definitely could see the difference in the type of classroom he was in um, versus the friends that he was starting to make that were in general education classrooms. And he could definitely tell the difference. And then also, too, my son is a big boy. He definitely does not look like a 10-year-old. So, but most of the children in his grade level and in his class were smaller than him, younger than him. So it was definitely starting to affect his self-esteem. Uh, because he felt like he was a big kid and he was getting put with babies or smaller kids who, you know, yell and scream all day. And he doesn't do that anymore. Um, thank, thank goodness. <laughs> because before he used to yell and scream just like all the other kids, you know. But now he's he's recognized his growth. And he knows that he's kind of beyond that. So he was really really anxious about going into this school year and he really wasn't looking forward to it because he didn't want to be back in the classroom you know with all the smaller kids and the kids who make noise all day and stuff like that so when I went to his open house his teacher told us that this year we we were going to try putting him in um, the general education classroom, like just a regular fifth grade classroom for the majority of his day. And we're going to see how that goes. And then in November, when it's time to renew his IEP, then we'll add the extra minutes that he'll have for general education with some time for pullout, just in case he gets overwhelmed and he can get pulled out and go, you know, back to his controlled classroom with his with his original teacher, his his regular teacher. Um, but I'm happy to report that so far this year, Solomon has been doing amazing. Um, he's keeping up with the other kids. He's doing the classwork. He's paying attention. Um, he's not being disruptive. Amen. Amen. Uh, so I'm so, so proud of my son. I'm so proud of how far he's come. Like it almost brings me to tears because I really, I, I, I didn't know if we would ever get to this point, but at the same time I was ready for whatever. And I didn't care. I was like, my son is amazing. Like he's gonna, He's he's going to be good regardless, but I just I never, you know, really thought that we would get to this place. 
And I'm happy that we're here now because it was something that my husband was working really hard with him on, you know, and letting him know that, you know, you can, you can do anything that you put your mind to, you know, that like you, you, (laughs) like you don't, you have to accept what they tell you. You don't have to be in a classroom like this your whole life, you know, or or the whole time you're in school, but it's up to you to want, you know, you have to want it for yourself and you have to try hard. So he's been really trying hard and it's been paying off and I'm happy for him and I'm proud of him. But at the same time, I do not put anything on him as far as like expectations. And I do let him know, like, if you, if you feel like it's too much, then all you have to do is say so. Like, we're all here to support you, to help you, and we're listening, and we're here for you. So he's definitely enjoying himself, and he's having fun, and it's done a lot for his self-esteem, and I'm so happy about that. Um, my my uh, my oldest and my youngest, they're in sports, of course, so they're doing their little sports thing. My son's playing basketball. Uh, my daughter's playing volleyball now. And I've just been the the sports mom practices. Right now they're just doing practices. Their games haven't started yet, but I've been doing that. Um, let's see, went to the Beyonce concert that was here in Vegas. I took my daughter to go see Beyonce. It was her first concert experience and she had a lot of fun. And I had fun too, even though I, I do not consider myself a member of the beehive because I'm not really a diehard Beyonce fan. Like, I don't know all the words to her songs. I don't, you know, I don't go to her concerts or anything like that. Uh, but I do enjoy her music. I do enjoy some of her older music and stuff. And I really enjoyed like the Lion King soundtrack and all that good stuff. And, um... (laughs) Uh, but my daughter really likes Beyonce and, you know, she likes that new Renaissance album, which me, I really wasn't a fan of. It really wasn't my vibe, like the music, but, um, for younger kids now, like her age range, they really like it. So took her to the Beyonce concert. Um, it, it was pretty cool. Like the show itself, you know, everything you see on social media, like it's definitely better in live and in person. And she put on a great show. Like Blue Ivy came out, like she she's she did good. All the dancers were good. Like everyone just did a phenomenal job. It was a well put together show. Um, even before she came out, like the music that they had playing, like you know, before the show started really aligned like with her, it was like the same, in the same type of genre of her Renaissance album and, you know, really fit for the vibe of the actual show. Everyone was dressed up. It was fun to see everyone dressed up in their Renaissance stuff and their, their silver and their sequins and shimmery. I didn't dress up like that. (laughs) That's why I said like, I'm not, I'm not going to claim to be a member of the Beehive because I don't, 
I didn't go all out like that. I did buy some matching t-shirts for me and my daughter, like from her merch store. But other than that, like it was, but it was fun to see everyone dressed up in there just to have a good time. Like everyone was just having a good time, happy, singing, dancing. So it was definitely, and I, and I appreciated that, especially because my daughter was there. So, you know, no one was acting crazy while no one was was dressed too crazy to where it was, you know, inappropriate for my daughter to see. So it was it was cool. So we had a good time with that. Um, And then the day after the concert, I went to a paint and sip with a very good friend of mine. Um, (laughs) She invited me to this paint and sip and I'm glad that she did because it's been like years since I've painted anything and it was very fun. It was very therapeutic in some ways to just kind of sit and paint and create something with my hands. And I enjoyed that too. I didn't sip. I just had water. Um, I, but I painted though, (laughs) I painted, um, which also brings me to the next thing. Um, I have, um, I made a decision temporarily to stop drinking. So it's been a little over a month and I haven't had any alcohol and I'm by no means an alcoholic. I don't (laughs) like, I don't have a drinking problem. Like I don't, nothing like that. Um, but I wanted to just take a break from drinking for a couple reasons. Uh, the main reason being is that I noticed that like when I would get home from work and like, if I had a really stressful day, like I would have a glass of wine, like just to kind of take the edge off of the day and unwind and kind of like, like woosaw myself a little bit, but also too, you know, as like the, as the days go on and like I pray and stuff and I have my little prayer and meditation routine, you know, I've been praying, praying to God and telling him that, you know, like I want to, you know, I want to get in the I guess I don't want to say habit, but I just want to practice trusting God more and really trusting him with my whole heart and trusting him with everything in my life. So my stress and my my anxiety being one of those things that I want to just give to him and put on his shoulders and just trust that he is going to you know, help me to feel better or I like, I don't need any alcohol to kind of relieve that stress because I can turn to God in those instances. I can pray, I can write in my journal, you know, I can meditate and I don't need the alcohol. So I wanted to, you know, show God and show the universe that, you know, I trust you and, you know, whatever, you know, you have for me or whatever experiences you have for me, like I'm here and I'm willing to experience them. And in my weakest moments or in the moments where I feel like it's just too much, then instead of grabbing a glass of wine, then I'm going to just pray and turn to God and trust him and trust that he has my back and he's got me and how I'm feeling is only temporary and it's going to be okay in the end. So, so that was, that was the main reason why I decided to kind of stop drinking for a moment. 
Um, I don't know when I, when I'll have a, a glass of wine again. I don't know. Um, maybe never, <laughs> maybe a year from now. I don't know, but I'm just trusting God. And also to, um, I, I'm in the process. Well, not in the process, but right now is a season for me, like of really like honing in and getting serious about, um, what I want to do with the rest of my life, like what I want to spend my time doing for the rest of my life. And, um, I want to have clarity around that. I want to have a clear head around it. I want to go into 2024 because it's coming up. Like I want to go into 2024 knowing exactly what it is I want to do and, and what I'm trying to do in this world. Uh, I know for sure that I want to help people and I want what I do to have an impact on people's lives. Now I do have some ideas of how to do that and things that I want to pursue. Um, but in the meantime, until I figure out <clears throat> exactly what that is and how it's going to look, then I'm praying about it every day and I'm and I'm, you know, asking God like to, you know, show me vividly what that's going to look like for me. And I just want to have focus and a clear head about it when I do it. So, um, and then again, it's just another way me just trusting God that, you know, like I'm here for you. Like I can, you know, I can make sacrifices and stuff if, you know, if it means that it's going to, you know, be better for me and what I have planned for my life or what he has planned for my life. So, um, so yeah, that's that. Um, yeah, like I said, definitely <laughs> there, there do be some days like I'll be at the store and I'll be like, man, I just, <laughs> just need a bottle, <laughs> just need a bottle. But, um, uh, but it's been a little over a month now since I've had any type of alcoholic beverage and I'm pretty proud of myself. I'm, I'm pretty, I've gone longer, like drinking is something that never really like, it's not something I ever needed to do. Um, it, but it's just when it's there in your home and like, you know, you look and you see, and you know, like you say like, Oh, I'll have a glass of wine. So I don't have any, I don't have any wine or anything in my house. The only thing that I have is beer that my brothers and my dad left over my house, but I had never drank beer before. So it's still sitting in the fridge. So waiting for one of them to come and, and get the shit. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so yeah, that's where I'm at now. And definitely, um, it's, we're coming up on like holidays and stuff. So I've definitely been feeling a little bit down. I'm starting to feel it set in, um, holidays just, they really feel different and hit different for me now. And I will say that honestly, I'm not really looking forward to it. Um, I know some of you moms out there could probably relate for other reasons or maybe even the same reason, but, um, but I'm, I'm doing my best just to try and stay present and, you know, make sure that it's, you know, I'm making a memorable, memorable experiences for me and my kids. And I'm not trying to overcompensate or overdo anything, you know, to make up for the absences or whatever, whatever voids that 
we're feeling right now or will feel as the holidays approach. Um, especially like <laughs> well, ha- Halloween is my least favorite uh holiday season. I don't, I don't even consider it a holiday. Uh, I really don't fuck with Halloween like that. Y'all already know. <laughs> I never really did. <laughs> uh, it was fun, like, when my kids were little. Like, and, you know, taking them trick-or-treating. Like, dressing them up in their cute-ass costumes. Like, yeah, that was fun when they were little. Um, but now, like, that they're older, I keep trying to talk them out of them. Like, aren't you guys too old for Halloween? And they're like, no. Who told you that? Like, <laughs> no one. I just kind of assumed, like, you guys were too old. So, uh, but yeah, Halloween being my least favorite, it's just my least favorite time of year. Like, spooky season is my least favorite time of year. Definitely, I love, like, looking at, like, all the colors, like, the oranges and the browns, like, in the decorations and stuff like I love looking at that type shit but um as far as like Halloween the candy the trick-or-treating the costumes like I'm just over it I'm over it if you're a mom and you over Halloween too just just say amen wherever you at because I'm over it um (laughs) and then we have Thanksgiving coming up of course um Thanksgiving is definitely gonna hit different for me and my family because my brother is not here and I'm just hoping for the sake of my mom and my siblings and my or my dad too, that it's, you know, it's going to be fun and it's going to be happy. No stress, no, nothing like that. And we're just going to all get together and have a good time. And then Christmas, I'm not too sure of yet. I have some ideas, but, um, I'm trying to, and Christmas also too, the month of December, uh, it's very emotional for us because my husband's birthday was also in December. Uh, his birthday is two days before Christmas. So, you know, it was oh, when he was still here, it was always a very fun time of year and celebrating his birthday and then celebrating Christmas. And then my son's birthday uh, is a week later uh, after the new year. So it was, you know, Christmas time. December was really the time that I enjoyed the most. Um, with family and stuff like that and with my family. Um, but it's just, last year was, it was just wild. It was weird. This year, I'm just hoping that it's a little bit better and I'm hoping to plan something for me and my kids to do that's very memorable, you know, outside of the gift giving thing. Like, I just really want to create, you know, some memorable experiences with them um, for that, for this time of year. So that's really what I'm on right now, even though they've been getting on my nerves. <laughs> These kids have been getting on my nerves, especially my daughter. <laughs> and if she, if she listens to this, like princess, I'm sorry, but whoo, she be getting on my nerves. She's been working my nerves. I love her to death. Um, it's just the adolescence, the the preteen, the hormones, the attitude. It's like, it's sending me, <laughs> it's sending me somewhere I don't wish to go. Um, but that's okay. Like, she's definitely my Sour Patch kid. She... You know, her 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 bark is worse than worser than her bite. Um <laughs> uh and when she when she calms down in her hormone levels or whatever, 
is at a decent uh, decibel, then she's the sweetest thing. Like She's just the sweetest girl. But when she got an attitude, everyone in the house feels in. It. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> Hurricane Genesis is here. Um, but I love my baby girl. Uh, <laughs> she's just, um, yeah. This is uh this is gonna be an interesting, an interesting time for us, and especially me being a gentle parent, and I you know that's my parenting style. I'm like, oh man, I the urge just to uh, uh, snatch her up sometimes. <laughs> it's uh gets overwhelming, but so of course that's something that I wouldn't do because I've I've never been you know like that with my children so. Um, my boys, I mean, they're, they're growing up, they stink, uh, <laughs> they stink, they, uh, gotta remind them and stuff to take showers, brush their teeth, like, they're into their, their video games and stuff, and, um, my youngest, he's really enjoying basketball and learning the sport and getting better, and, he uh, has his little YouTube channel where he does gaming on his YouTube channel and all that good stuff. And, you know, Solomon, he's Solomon's still kind of trying to find his way. Um, he did say he wanted to take drum lessons. And so I'm currently trying to find him somewhere I could take him for drum lessons. Um, I'm hoping to get that taken care of soon. Um, but my boys, they're... Like I said, they stink. <laughs> raising boys is not for the faint of heart. So shout out to you moms raising boys, all boys. Because sometimes it is nice like to that I have a daughter. Because when I just want to, you know, have like some, some girl time, feminine time, then I can always, you know, do things with my daughter and stuff like that. And my boys are cool with it. Like they... They like hanging out, you know, when it's just them also. Uh, but then, then there's times where I just want to be with my boys. And, you know, I'm kind of over Genesis attitude. And so I'm able to do that too with my boys. And we just hang out, you know. And I, you know, I'm a boy mom for a little bit. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely, life Life is definitely right now, life is good. Um yeah, my my whole goal and my focus is just growth, just to grow and to learn as much as I can um, and just be a better person, not only for myself, but for my kids, be a better mom. However that looks for me, I'm not, I don't have any expectations and I don't have anything or anyone I'm looking to for that. It's just, I'm just doing the best I can <laughs> right now and hopefully I'm hoping that, you know, my children see like how hard I work and how much I care, you know, about, about them, about myself and about the life that I'm trying to create for them. And I just hope they see that and I hope they recognize it. And that's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to show up the best way I can. Um, but, but more importantly, show up for me first, because showing up for me in turn is me showing up for them as well, you know, making sure I take care of myself, um, keeping up with my health and my checkups and stuff like that. Um, 
doing things that make my life easier because if I do things that make my life easier, then I'm a happier person. And then I'm, you know, I'm better for my kids. Like I'm not always grumpy or angry or yelling and stuff like that. Um, just prioritizing, asking for help too. Amen. Um, just recently I've, I had to ask for help for, with Genesis after school and it was the best thing I could have did because I felt so relieved. I felt the weight lifted off my shoulders and just the feeling that I really don't have to do this alone, that I can reach out and I can get help is so relieving to me, especially being a single mom and feeling like I have the weight on all the weight of the world on my shoulders. It is good to know that, you know, there is help out there and I can reach out for help and people are willing to help me. Amen. It's not like pulling teeth with anyone or, you know, anything like that. So I'm super, super grateful for that. And just, I'm trying, I'm just out here trying my best. Like I'm trying to do things, you know, that not only benefit me, but benefit my children. But at the same time, it doesn't take anything away from me. Like I'm not feeling drained or anything for the ways that I show up for them because I'm showing up for me first. And it's in turn, you know, making a way in, in, in a sense of me showing up for them too. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much what's been going on on this side. Um, still working on my my grief journal, y'all. I've even thought about starting a, another podcast in addition to this one because I'm not stopping this one. Because um, I really, I really feel drawn like to share like more share more about my experiences being a widow. Cause, cause y'all, this this journey is is definitely is definitely one that not everyone is cut out for and i think that's why there's not there's not not everyone will be a widow in their life <laughs> um this is definitely this has definitely been a journey and i feel a need to share it like on a deeper level you know, and I know like I touch on it here on this podcast, but this podcast is about motherhood and, you know, sharing kind of the joys and the struggles of motherhood. Um, but widow life, <laughs> the life of a widow, it's just, it's, it's a different walk. It's a different road. And I feel like I, I definitely want to connect with other widows on this journey and just provide them also with a safe space and let them know that they're not on this journey alone. But at the same time, amen, not <laughs> letting them know that they're not on this journey alone, but also to letting them know that their person mattered too. Because I remember when my husband first died and I was thinking like, okay, Joy, you're not the only woman to have lost a husband. Like, so, you know, cherish the memories and be grateful and thankful, you know, that you were with him when he took his last breaths and, you know, you, you know, he had family around him and all that stuff. 
So, you know, be grateful, you know, because people have lost their husbands in more tragic ways. But then when I thought about it, I was like, I was like, but that doesn't mean my pain is any less than the next woman's. And it doesn't mean the next woman's pain is any more than my pain. We're all sharing in the same pain. Like we lost the person that we promised to God and in front of our family that, you know, we would love and cherish for the rest of our lives. Like, like that's, that's heavy and that's deep. And I don't think that, you know, I should quote unquote, just be grateful that, you know, you know, I got to be with my husband in his last moments. Like, no, like I (laughs) no because I, I hurt the same way, like as the next widow does. So, and I want, and I want widows to know that that's okay. Like, it's okay to feel like you're the only woman going through this. Like, cause you know, like, you know, logically that you're not, but that's how it feels. Amen. Like (laughs) that's really how it feels. It feels like when it happens to you, you feel like you're the only one in the world it's happening to because your world, as you know, it, it's is changed and there's a part of your world that's come to an end so it feels very personal it feels very personal and very like why me ish uh <laughs> it gives very much why me and i just want women to know that that's okay and there's healing that comes after and there's possibilities and new opportunities that come after and I just want to save space for widows too. I want to save space for moms and I want to save space for widows. And I feel like I just need to be the person to bring it, <laughs> but I'm still praying on it, but definitely still working on my grief journal because I I really want it to be something special. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what I got going on. Um, Yeah, so next episode, I'll definitely have a topic. (laughs) Definitely will have a topic to go over. Uh, If you guys have any topics you'd like me to share on the podcast, then you can always DM me if you follow me on Instagram at motherhood underscore is ghetto. You can DM me there and send me topics or anything you'd like me to discuss or talk about. If you have any questions for me, uh, anything I can answer for you on the podcast, I would be more than happy to. Um, I should probably make it like a formal email address too. Like if you guys want to submit questions or stories or whatever. But in the meantime, you can always DM me on Instagram at motherhood underscore is ghetto. Please do not forget to share this podcast with anyone you think may find it helpful or useful and go ahead and follow the podcast. Uh, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts at, please go ahead and follow this podcast, leave a review, uh, that all helps me out. It helps push me through that algorithm. Amen. Push me through Al Gore's rhythm. Okay. Uh, (laughs) so that way I can find more of you and connect with more of you. So I appreciate you guys so much for tuning in. And don't forget, if you have not gotten your copy of the Motherhood is Ghetto self-care journal for mothers, please do so. The Amazon link will be in the show notes. 
And I appreciate you guys so much. And until next time, mamas. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Don't forget to follow the podcast and share with anyone who you think may enjoy it. And follow me on Instagram at motherhood underscores ghetto. Also feel free to DM me if you have any experiences, opinions, or views on motherhood you'd like me to share on the podcast. Until next time, mamas.